Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which can be acidic. It can be incredibly bitter. It can be dry, dry, dry. But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hello. Hello. So today we're talking 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 7, Drop by Drop, The River Rises. What a great, like mother earth or like continent proverb you know yeah listen we made mercilessly fun of titles that make no sense to us so this one was a beautiful title and also poignant in a lot of ways in california it's just raining 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 so truly drop by drop and it also reminds me of that um song uh river stay away from my door you keep going your way. I'll keep going my way. River, stay away from my door. I'm sure, like, God, is it like, I think like Al Jolson or something like that does like the first, it's an old song, you know? I have never heard that person's name. Say it again. Al Jorson? Jolson? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to... I, I, at first I thought it was like Sarah Vaughn or Ella Fitzgerald. And then you just said mm. a name that I've never heard. So I don't know. Let me look up actually. Let me just... I don't know actually. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know um, what? I think I got What did it you wrong. think of this episode overall? Okay, just so you know, I just looked it up and it says uh, Frank Sinatra saying it. So wrong, wrong, wrong. And moving on, my loves. Hopefully we can just forget that I said anything at all. And we're talking about 90 Day Fiance. It's more important. And it's a great title. And I'm excited about this episode because it absolutely had no Daniela. Yay. Who do you want to start with, though? Yay. I feel like you can barely hear me. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah, so, I can. Oh, you can. Okay. Because I was talking and you, you, you were like, you said something that was yeah, okay anyways um For a little yes what did you think sorry. of this oh what happened what did you think of this episode i really like this episode uh i thought it was uh you know interesting and there was a lot like happening and um i i'm sorry to see my sweet debbie be hurt but you know like there was a lot of reality shifting and also saying the word reality so and it's a reality tv show so it all makes sense for me yeah you know i felt that at the very end when they gave us a little montage of what's to come i feel like that was their subtle way of telling us that we were going to be here for another seven weeks mm. yeah <laughs> that's their super teaser honey or their mid-roll super teaser honey it's like guess what's in store you know i i always appreciate it because if we were in a movie theater like this is the time for us to take intermission but could you imagine if when you saw first of all we don't even get to see movies with intermissions anymore but that used to be what it was how fabulous and like a theater and like you could see a little trailer of what you're going to see in act two before you like leave are you saying wouldn't that be fabulous like 
if we yes i think that that would be a full theater experience you know like a a theater er experience not a theater re experience you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought that it was a good episode um definitely i i mean getting a little tedious of nicole and mahmoud and the picture of her dressed like a scuba diver but like with the modest bathing suit on did you see the last like couple seconds yeah i thought i had put up a picture of it but then as i look at my things i, put I up, mean it's there. she looks like a like a scuba diver it is hilarious yeah she doesn't look happy i'll tell you that right now she's not a happy girl in that picture yeah um i hate to say this but i can fully hear the feedback just reverberating in my ears maybe is that is it the mic can you what if you held the mic oh now i hear i hear the holding of the mic now okay let go of the mic there how about that yeah oh no still hear myself um i don't know what's going on anyways so we can jump right into this episode the first couple i have is gabe and isabel you want to talk about them first um let me put up their picture. Yeah, this was, you know, <clears throat> a muy nerviosa episode for us Gabe and Isabel fans. A lot of nerviosos happening. Let's start it. Let's start with. So this part I love. So basically, you know, Gabe is working with his also Daniela, you know, concept of Spanish, which is like, you know, going into intermediate. But he also has a friend, Trey, that he met when he was living in the same like apartment building where he basically like heard honey with that he escuchas he escucha some ablas i'm sorry he escucha some english and he was like i know well hates me for this and he was like oh i can hear some english is what i'm trying to say and like let me get over there and like you know speak my native tongue so trey is tall af you know, like, and the boys just be boys together, just boying around. They're just playing sports, honey. Like, they're playing football, which when Tracy, they play football, I was like, is that soccer? I'm not quite sure. Tee-hee-hee. But we watched them play basketball, which is LOL. Looks like, you know, Kevin Hart playing with Shaquille O'Neal, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, there's a moments where, like, Trey, like, has to, like, guard Gabe's, like, shots, you know, or Gabe has to, like, dribble around the area that is Trey, and Trey's allowing it to happen, sort of like a little gnat, you know, just like, yeah, buddy, like, take 45 seconds to encircle the area that if I wanted to just move your dot, just like, you know, like, if I, you know, um... I, I have a skincare routine that Juan wants to talk about later. That's why she put this like this. Um, no. Gabe is terrible at basketball. Like, he lost, he didn't make not one shot. And I don't know if it's just because aerodynamically he is lower to the ground. Um, and I don't, we don't know how tall Trey is because Gabe is 5'2". So, there's <laughs> no telling. He could be, Trey could be 5'8". And that's just what it looks like in the difference is yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Um, so Trey's uh, Espanol es no bueno. You know what I'm saying? For someone who like feels like they live there, maybe they maybe they don't, but feels like they live a lot of their time there. And like just has like been like, I'm just going to be an American in Colombia. Everyone's just going to have to deal with it. Uh, so at first I thought to myself, does Trey know? Does Trey know that? Gabe is trans because like, you know, in the black community, it's a lot of nonsense occurring sometimes. And so 
Gabe says that he he dropped the bomb on Trey and Trey's like, oh, oh, wow. You know, what do you say, right? What do you say when someone just says that they're trans for you and they might be the first trans person you have ever met in your life that you ever knew and it was never even part of your sphere and this all of a sudden this is happening you know on tv like you know i'm glad that trey was human (laughs) yes yeah you know like it's you know like he's not being threatened by gabe in any way like his masculinity is not being threatened by him having you know if you know, if if Trey was dating who he thought was a cisgender woman and got a surprise, it, it might be a different reaction. But it was really interesting to watch Trey be like, oh, what? But this person plays football, sore soccer. <laughs> you know, where it's just like, you see it, you see it being like overwhelming it. And there's a, and he also, yes, Trey had a lovely reaction, which was genuine authentic surprise and the and warmth and love for someone that he you know listen from what i feel like superficially knows and hangs out with they seem like bros that hang out play play drinks sorry play drinks get drinks after playing sports and like talk about girls probably you know like well obviously because like that's going to come up later as a secreto honey a secreto Yes, muy secretos. Uh, not muy, uh, muchos. Muchos secretos. Um, yeah, so you're right. It, it 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 was that shock, and we saw it happen to Trey. We saw it go like, bing, bong, bing, 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 bong, bong, bong. And then they say the crazy thing about you play football as though women don't play football, as though, like, that's what the defining factor of a person who plays sports is. I'm just like, you didn't say, like, I don't know, some sport that women don't play that only men play there is none not that i can think of um anywho well i want to say this i for, i think for his benefit he i don't think that if there was like football is a huge contact sport so me, i think that some men wouldn't comfortably want to play with females if they think they can't tackle them and stuff like that from what i'm assuming you know what i'm saying but maybe you're playing maybe it's soccer no what i'm saying is that it's it's interesting that he would say that Gabe plays football and to me how I took that was an indication of oh you you can't be a woman you can't you could you can't have been born a in a female's body because you play football when I know women who play football so I'm like <laughs> like it, to me that's what I got from it so if you got something different then yeah oh no I yeah, get what 100%. you're saying but I wonder for him it was just like oh you know like how many I've watched this person t- get tackled you know like and like you know, like, it's just, you know, if you think that someone's weaker, if you think of, but, you know, like, if, you, if you're if you afraid to, t- if, you know, men are, are are told not to touch women and, like, that they're stronger than women. So there's, like, a lot of things at play when it comes to, like, full contact sports, too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If only all men would just understand and not do horrible thing to women because they're stronger. I wish they, I wish that they took that information and took it in a way that was beneficial to, to oh, women. Yeah, like don't rape and kill us. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. so basically we also learned that Trey doesn't have the greatest relationship with Isabel. Like there's like some weirdness there. Like, you know, like she makes eyes when he comes in or whatever. And so then we're now going to have what a dinner with all of them. And then at some point, 
someone else comes. And I'll tell you, I don't know why the other person came. I was like not paying attention quite at that point. And I blinked and another person was there and that person would never talk again. And they would show close-ups of this person who has like tattoos everywhere. He's very skinny. I don't know who the person is. That's her friend. He looks like a bird of some sort. And yeah, there's, I think the only reason he was there was to provide support to Isabel, but she didn't require support. So uh, yeah, I um didn't understand why she was so upset besides to say she just doesn't like Trey because Trey is like maybe other men she's dated or known and that he's a perro and that, you know, he's bad influence to her good old Gabe, which I, again, I, my, my same sentiment goes is like a man is going to cheat. Is he going to cheat? You stopping who he's friends with isn't going to do anything in my opinion so it was just it just seems like you know she was just like hating on trey and i felt a little ways about her hating on him and then when they start talking about the like gabe keeps telling him to shut up as though like she's not going to understand that and because she doesn't understand she's even more suspicious and uh it's like it's like a weird thing and then they talk about like the fact that he's going to have to tell her family uh that he's trans because he doesn't want to keep that a secret for obvious reasons and Trey is like, that's a, that's a bigger secreto than me. So like, she's worried about me. She needs to be worried about the wrong stuff. Chris. Um, here's the thing. I, I wonder if like a, she doesn't like Trey because like, maybe he has a little bit of like toxic masculinity happening. And that's like one thing. Also. Yeah. She like, you know, she's very much like she calls She calling him a dog is like kind of crazy. And, um, cause she also uses the word womanizer, which I mean, you know like i'm down for that song and i'm down for britney um i think that when she like tells him to like kayate with her with her hand honey her mono she like you know it's like he really hadn't done anything bad at that point behind just sitting there and just listening to a crazy couple fight over the fact that Gabe didn't want Trey to let it be known that they both go to this particular restaurant together, which that is the secreto that they go to this restaurant together. Like she, that doesn't even make sense. Like Gabe does not want Isabel to know that they're sitting at the restaurant right now. And, and it doesn't make any sense. Like there is a little, we've pretty much had like a porcelain, you know, shot of these two people who are lovely and right for each other and make each other feel great. Lovely in love, warm, normal we talked about it but now we're having mild negativity for Isabella that she's controlling in some way and we've also had hints that she's like jumped into this business honey and she's like taken over and he feels like he like works for her any things about this any thoughts about this yeah I mean my thoughts are is the that I'm I want to pull back me personally I want to pull back from believing that she's the reason why he feels some kind of way about the business step up and and that's just for me I'm not saying for you I'm saying for me like I don't want I I don't I don't even when that happened in that episode when she was like I feel emasculated by this I don't like that I don't like it when men say that women take things from them by being women by like I because I believe in like equality so I'm like no doesn't make any sense also uh, another thing is I think that you're right, that she is showing a side of herself 
that is unnecessary because we don't know what he's done. And like, again, my thought is he's a womanizer in 2023. What does that mean? I, I, I feel like women have access to information and like, unless he's actively out here lying to women, which, okay. I don't, I don't know. I just felt like it was, you know, what do you mean there's a womanizer? Cause he dates a lot of women. Is he promising them that he's going to marry them? Is it, so I, I guess I would need more information to truly be on her side for that. Cause right now she just looks like she's angry when then what did you think about this? When she says, I don't know what I'm going to do if my parents don't accept you. She keeps, she keeps equating her moving from like, I don't know, St. Carmen or wherever she's from to wherever they live now, whatever Medellin or Bogota, wherever they live. Um, she keeps equating that to him moving to Colombia. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's a fair comparison? You know, I, um, I don't, I, I feel like there are parts of Isabella, especially in the scene with Trey and her and the Secretos, that was a little extra and a little actory. You know what I'm saying? And there's a half of me that just feels like they're a great couple that are right, you know, reading and doing a script for the season for us. And I don't mind it as much. And I think that obviously the climax of like finding out whether her parents, you know, are okay with him being trans is like a built-in thing that we're like going up towards for like rising tension. And I felt it in the next scene, which is after they leave this dinner with Trey and the person that doesn't talk. And I'm like, why are you, why are you there? They're driving with uh, her son, Miguel and the daughter to the parents' house. And literally all the scene is, is them just being like, yo, estoy nervioso. Muy nervioso. Yo pienso que esta situacion is, uh, is, you know, like he, they're just like, you know, like whatever, like, you know, Malo, oh, piano. They're just like, they're basically just like setting us up for this situation. Now her parents are lovely, lovely, lovely people. And it's like no shock that like her parents might be religious. Like I don't, I'm always somewhat confused when any American person is shocked when someone's religious, you know, like, especially like at one point Gabe's like I didn't realize they were like so religious like yeah they have like crosses everywhere I'm like oh they're, so sorry. yeah there's is that it real? well look okay uh, yeah like you know I mean <clears throat> they're culturally a culture that's like ensconced in Christianity just like Mahmoud is in a culture that's ensconced in is Islam you know like it's just so wild to me or you yeah. know God bless yeah, it's really it's really interesting. I, I agree with you. I think that's an astute um, observation because let me tell you about South America and Central America. Boy, the Spanish came there with their Inquisition and their Catholic, their Catholicism. They came right up to the door and they just like gave it all to the natives. OK, so that's what we're dealing with right now. So, of course, they're super religious. Right. It's what's got them through the hard times. Um, it's what's got them through colonialism. Um, so. It's the dad is like lovely to him. And I think that we're going to see a 
I'm hoping that we see something um, nice and loving, but if I were me, if I were them, I think I might feel just based on what I know about, you know, folks that are not American, just from my fam familiar experience, that I think it's more so of the, the not being upfront in general that might cause an issue. Also, I think that when you tell somebody something like that and you tell them in front of five producers and three cameramen, it's going to feel like an ambush. And and so that is what I worry, especially how that man picked Gabe up and swung him around. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then the, the 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 dad and mom are waiting for the proposal. They're like, so what are your plans with our daughter? How are you getting along with our with our family? You know, they and they are leaving the door open for Gabe to walk through. And I know we see that scene and it's super awkward. And I'm like, how does a cameraman and a producer sit back and watch this happen and not like cringe on the inside? I will say I loved what the mother made, which would look like beans and rice. And she like, there's some shredded lettuce, you know, and she's like, how's this food? You know, he's like, well, it's, you know, and she's like, as opposed to like Colombian food in, in Miami, he's like, well, that food isn't real. So this food tastes more real. And I kind of want to be like, can you do any better than that, Gabe? Come on, can you just, come on like what's, what's a texture different, like something else besides like, you know, that's a Daniel yeah. answer. Um, and I was like, first of all, there's bomb ass food in Florida. So everybody in Florida that's like, what do you mean the food's not real? We got real chickens here. What are you talking about? It's like he's talking about going to Taco Bell or something. And that's not true. There's bomb ass Cuban food. There's bomb ass all kinds of food in Florida. And at the, even in the airport, girl, remember I got laid over and uh, laid over in Miami. That food was good. And that was in the airport. So I can only imagine what like food on the street is like. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of people from different cultures in Miami. Like if it's once you get into like a couple of people, they're going to get a restaurant. It's going to taste pretty goddamn similar. But, you know, yeah. like and I, if you're going to like, you know, say something great to the mom, then say something great to the mom about a specific part of her cooking. That's like what she's aiming for. That's what she wants. And like, give it to her. Yeah. I, like muchas, mucho sabor or something. Yes, of course. Muy deliciosa. Si. So anyway, um, now here's what I want to say, which I completely agree. I can never imagine setting myself up or my father up or your like setting up my yeah. parent, my dad, yeah, to have a dramatic reaction to learning something about my life or something or whatever on TV, knowing that I've sold him out for that moment. Like I couldn't, I'm gonna tell you this right now and look at me. It will never happen. So if you if I'm ever on TV and it looks like I'm telling my dad something, I've already told him. <laughs> and he's acting. <laughs> because he'll never look at me at any Christmas again. Are you that's it's like ultimate betrayal? Think about that. Like think about the mind space you'd have to be in, how unclose to your family, how like truly F you if this is does it doesn't go right. You'd have to be with your family to be like, this is what it is. Like, which is which it makes what Sumit has done even better. But unless unless you could really at the end of the day tell me that it's all been a ruse and that and Sumit's mom's a Meryl Streep with Meryl Streep's and everything is fake. <laughs> like I would want you to tell me that I would want to like I'll just I'll be into a puddle. But like what that's what I'm truly saying. Like wait a minute. What? You think that your dad would like disown you or something? You think that he wouldn't talk to you? His only begotten heir? 
Like you think that he would, he would be mad at you. I think he'd be mad and he'd probably never trust you again. But like, I don't know that he would never spend holidays with you. You think so? It just it would be uncomfortable for me to know that this person is like, oh, you sold me out. I mean, you're the only person that I've like, you know, like I really raised you. You just like what for like twenty thousand dollars. I mean, that's the whole season, probably four dollars per episode. You were going to sell me out for this one scene to have your whole climax being built on whether I, you know, whatever. I have no idea. My I, in this situation, whether I accept your trans, you know, lover or whatever. I mean, like. I could not do that to someone I loved. And here's the thing, like, it doesn't have to be a trans lover. Let's just say that I, let's just say that I was gay or whatever. And I like brought Told home, him on TV. Yeah. 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 yeah brought yeah. home. It was like, meet my new, you know, like person, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't think my dad would have a bad reaction, especially cause it's like 2023, you know, yeah. like I think he'd be sh- purely shocked just because of my age now and how it's not quite, that's not the case and he'd be like oh i thought i knew you in that sense because like, yeah, well, you know, i don't know you know <laughs> you know but like there's so many reactions i could have and i just wouldn't want him to think that i paid a whole camera crew to have a reaction that could also you know in a very intimate time in his life make him a subject to something that he wasn't privy to yep i agree with you you're absolutely correct i would literally never do that Never. I would never do that to my family. I would never, ever put them on the block to be surprised and have like a crazy outcome. I, I mean, if, if they told me not to tell them the secret, I would be like, I'm going to tell you something huge and you might think of me differently afterwards. But I can't tell you because I want your genuine reaction. But whatever your genuine reaction is, hide it. Like, <laughs> like or whatever. And I don't think... I think my dad's been waiting for me to come out for years. Um, so, and it wasn't until like I started dating the last person I dated in California where I was like, I'm dating somebody. And he, and my dad was like, I want to meet him. And I was like, I felt so bad. Cause I was like, that's not going to happen. But I, I feel bad that he's wanted to meet someone I've dated for this entire time. And I've never produced it, but I would not do that to him on TV. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, well, I think that's it. Right. You want to move on? This is the oh, longest yeah. I've ever talked about Gabe and Isabel. <laughs> oh my God. I just forgot that we were doing a podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> I was like, you didn't. <laughs> All right. Next couple. Let's just talk about Jamie and Chris real quick. I'm going to say it real quick. Ready? Jamie and Chris. Here we go. Uh, Jamie is sick. Or no, Chris is sick. And Jamie's like, Ay, mamita. Quieres uh, ayuda? I feel bad, but all my friends, you okay? Okay, bye. It's cause this was already set up and the camera crew and producers are already there. So I have to go. Okay, bye, mi amor, besos. And then she gets to her friends at the, wherever they're at. And she's like, girl, let me tell you what this bitch has said to me. First of all, the bitch is sick, okay? She came here. She was on the airplane. She had three surgeries, so she's supposed to have a surgery. She ain't had shit done, and now her back is all fucked up. We had to call a doctor, okay? And I'm here to tell you right now, she told me that she's going to go back because she got some motorcycle shit she got to deal with over there in the United States, and she's trying to change the date of the boda. Yeah, she wants to change la fecha of the boda. Cambio la fecha de la boda. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God, you want to change the fecha of the boda? Uh, la, 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 la,
And so then the friends are like, oh my God, that sounds crazy. She's like, I'm worried. And then they were like, yeah, girl, that's crazy. Chris? I'll tell you what, first of all, those friends were like, do you tell them we're going to do, we're gonna do, we're gonna do her makeup? Because they have been waiting to paint eyebrows on Chris. So like, they don't even know what's what's sadder. The fact that she wants to, you know, cambier la fecha de la boda, or that they're not going to be able to paint eyebrows on the woman. Like, they can't get over it. So let me tell you this. You know, Chris is having those back issues. That a cortisone shot didn't help and Chris you know like got off the plane like jumped onto like mattresses you know what I'm saying was like you know she's like sitting up against the wall because there's no like bed frame like her back is hurting it's so bananas I will tell you this it doesn't make any sense and the streets and do you want me to tell you what the reddit streets are saying well I know tell us tell us girl babes they're like we are watching someone fully go through like opiate withdrawals or withdrawals of whatever kind withdrawals on screen and her like needing to go back is like low-key her setting up a situation for her to go on a binge back in the USA. So yeah, like rare motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Because she can't get the drugs in Colombia, which I feel like you might be able to get the drugs in Colombia, but um <laughs> no that's just an old trope like Medellin is like not the place it was once in the 90s like I'm just joking I'm just joking but anyways um yeah that's what the word on the streets are I mean but we don't know and you know there's all those people in the comments that are like none of you are doctors you don't know about people's medical conditions but you know if you have back pains and you haven't had any kind of um you know surgery done and you've been just kind of dealing with the pain I'm like that kind of pain that's what you've been dealing with, sis? Why don't you bring your medication with you? Oh, mm-hmm. these are very good points. So anyways, that's what happened with them. Let's move on. <laughs> Unless you want to say something else. No, no, we just want the best for them. But uh, I can't, I mean, I cannot imagine a world where they're still together. You know, like I, and they don't. And it, it, it if, yeah. And also goes to show you, anyone could be a huge drug addict. You never know. And that's allegedly for her. But also just like a, just word of the wise. It could be anyone, you know, just like telltale signs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, shall we move on to who do you want to move on to next? Um, I have Osama and Debbie next. Okay. Oops, wait. Oh, sorry. Deep, deep. Oh, it's Osama and Debbie. Okay. I really, really, I, I, I loved her so much, but this, you know, this for me started to make me let go of the idea that. I could share, I could, uh, I could hang my hat on this woman because even though as eccentric as she is, I used to like kind of live in her like ethereal kind of like beauty and fairy taleness and fairyland. Um, but at the same time, once I saw Osama, I think I started to like not trust her style and taste as much as I had previously trusted it is what I, is what I should say. But in this situation, he's like picked her up and he's like, let me show you a, the hotel we're staying at. The hotel's gorgeous. It's like tiled, obviously very Moorish or whatever. Like, um, there's going to be a gorgeous courtyard. You know, they have two rooms you know, because we know how that life's like. And, um, I am somewhat sad that we didn't get the all too, you know, uh, the the all too um, obvious talking to the bell person who checked them in and being like, what do you think of 
that older white woman and that young person and, and staying two dates, like it having to be like, I thought it was his grandmother. And then I still think maybe grandmother or, or no, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, that didn't happen, but yeah, it's a gorgeous courtyard and the rooms are kind of off the thing. It would made me think like, are they just literally like you just, you're all in this courtyard together and you just kind of like hang out in the courtyard until you shuffle off to bed. And like, I want to go to that retreat. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's in Riyadh, I think. Is that the name that they were kept saying? Um, yeah, you guys. So, I mean, it starts from the very beginning. It's They're in this, like, van cab, right? And they're driving. And he's, um, he's like, I, and she's like, Osama, now I know we didn't talk about this, but there's certain expectations that you might have of a wife. And this is the first time we have ever heard on this show a foreigner or woman from America, going to this foreign land, asking those questions. Now, granted, she should have asked this three months ago. But we're here, and she's having this conversation, and I'm, and I'm here for it. So she's like, what, you know, what expectations do you have for me, Osama? And he's like, I want you to be half Moroccan woman, you know, cooking food in home, cleaning my clothes. And she's like, Oh, a traditional role. And she's like, yes, traditional. And I thought to myself, what makes you think that you deserve that, sir? You don't have a job and you live with your mom and pop. You don't earn a living. What on this earth allows you to believe that you deserve a traditional woman or any wife for that matter? But anyways, I think this is all a setup for him to kind of get her to go home. And when that doesn't scare her away, he has his final tactic, which he does at the end of their scene or their episode. And so then he's like, in home, we will try practice. And she's like, oh, practice at your house. And then he, she says, yes, depends on, you know, if you will have patience to do this. And I, again, setting her up like, hey, I want you to hang out with my mom and clean and cook in the kitchen with her and see how the life is. And if you're patient and you're good, then maybe we can see if this is going to work. And so then she's like, because he's like, you know, Moroccan women work hard. And she's like, well, yeah, but you know, Osama, I've worked hard my whole life. You know, the cooking thing might be a challenge, but I'll try. Sometimes we can get takeout and we can have our wine with our takeout. And he's like, wine? No, 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 no. And she's I've... like, we can't sneak. Can we sneak it? A little sneaky? I mean, yeah, yeah. That was so Steven and um, what was her name? Remember? Alina. Uh, let, let women have wine. First of all, let women have wine. And that's my, that's a hill I'll die on. But yeah, she, um, she did not realize, she like, she thinks in her mind, they're going to go meet his family, meet him, meet him. And then she's going to look into like the local Craigslist and get an apartment for them. It's like what I think in her mind, but she and she has to kind of like dance about like finding out the answers in his mind. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna like live with my mom, or no, sorry, my dad." Or he never talks about his mom. He mentions her for just like a brief second. It like but we never see her, so like I don't know what that person is like, but what that person's life is like, or what that person is, uh, who that person is. But you know, from what we know, it's like. Do those people think that he's going to bring in a young woman who's going to like, you know, help the mom cook and clean or whatever. And it's like the cohabitation and the group living that we like know so well. And she's like, it's two things though. I will say 
A, I know Waz, like, how could he think that that's what she's going to do? But it's like, oh, that's because, like, that's what they all do. Like, what's it all what the women do? And the other half of me is, like, she knows, because she's an a older, lovely, seasoned woman, that, like, most women back in her day when she first started, like having friends that got married and stuff like that usually were like the statement is probably like stay at home more than like women that were working you know so it isn't like so far off in her mind for like someone to have a traditional gender role relationship you know as opposed to like someone like nicole who like can't understand or whatever you know listen honey debbie's been around you know like now um yeah, I love I love I love Debbie being Debbie. I love her flat A's. You know, I love her style. I love that she um, talks about him being clotheslined. You know, like oh yeah, we I've, I let's let's go through it. Let's let's yeah. talk about it. Okay, so um, I, I've never felt more a kindred spirit than when she said, "We can get takeout and have our wine." I said, "That is." very very similar to myself and um it scared me a little bit like am i gonna how how long as is my love for takeout and wine is it an is it another 20 years of take i mean listen i i will have it for the rest of my life but like (laughs) but like i was like "Uh uh-oh you know anything any like i i like rings on every finger i don't have them because my fingers are fat but like could i be debbie in a life where um i don't find somebody by the time i'm her age and i want someone because it's getting to that time of my life where i just want someone to like make sure i'm alive in the morning you know i don't want to die alone i mean but she had julian so i don't understand she has i don't have kids like she has kids so i'm like you people will check up on you you know like (laughs) i'm I don't know what's going to happen with me. But anyway, so she's like, can we sneak? And he's like, no, wine or drugs in the house is like angel leave and devil come in. And she's like, oh, I just, I need a drink just thinking about it. (laughs) She has the tiniest lips. She look at her lips, her like tiny, glossy pink lips. They are, and and they're tiny in a way that like, I don't go, oh my gosh, like she needs lip filler. But it's like she's just doing i don't know she, they're holding on they're holding on uh chris you want to jump in yeah so i also say that their styles we obviously know her style later on in this scene this is what i want to talk about is that she puts on a lion's head necklace it's full mufasa like a mufasa head necklace and he s- starts to like kind of like keith has like a kind of like a rat pack vibe like he's like wants to make osama sinatra Usama Sinatra. <laughs> like it's just like their vibes are so funny together. Like I don't know what moment it was where shit starts to get real for Osama. Like, is it oh, no. when he sees her off the airport and he's just like, Oh, she's a little older than I thought. She's in real life. She's she came. Is it was it his always his plan? No, but no, they they met in Morocco before. So I guess Yeah. I know. So it's like why he is cold with her. Like he doesn't see, like he it seems to have already made the decision yeah. that it's probably not going to work out. And whether he was just like, I want to be on this television show. It's going to be me and these like famous two, two, two cows and that baby cow. And also like, I can't wait to see that baby cow. I don't know because she, I mean, like 
we'll talk about it when we get to that part. But like she definitely was led to believe that he was ready to tie the knot immediately. So they're walking down the cleanest street slash alley I have ever seen in my entire life. And she's like, it's just so romantic. It's like a, a certain je ne sais quoi that makes me feel special. And then they get to the house of flowers and she looks, it looks so mysterious. And like Chris said, it's a beautiful hotel. And she says, it's an, it's an adventure and romance. And this is my reality. And then she's like, she's like, can you get our bags? He's like, cool. And then he's leaving and he's the tallest person this hotel has ever seen because every single door he has to duck into, except for the main entry one. And and how he knows is, knows this is because he's walking and his hat just falls off. And she's like, <laughs> he just got clothesline, man. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, like, honey, like, she just was like, this is 1969. She just, like, is, you know, a young freshman at Berkeley. You know, she's, like, sitting outside Berkeley, honey, and just, like, took a huge toke of a, like, you know, a, what are they, a, a what do I call a doobie? You know, she like took a toke of a doobie and then like some dude is like, you know, like doing something dumb and then just someone comes and just like clobbers him and then he just like falls and she can't help but laugh. Even though she knows she shouldn't because it's kind of sad, but at the same time that doobie's hidden <laughs> and it's the same thing she says in 2022. Yeah. Same intent. It makes me so oh, happy. Oh man, you just got clothesline, man. <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, then, uh, I don't know if it's later that evening, she puts on every single ring she has and she puts on every, like the biggest necklace and a flowy dress. And she is just like feeling her fantasy 100%, you know, as the girlies say, feeling their fantasy. So she goes to sit down and talk to, um, Osama and he's just like, basically, bitch, listen, um, we've got to get to know each other in real life. And I, I want to test this out before, and then you go home. And then you come back when I'm ready to marry you. And she's like, what are you saying, Osama? And then in her confessional, she's like, I don't know what this Osama is, but I don't like it. Um, and she, she's like saying she's trying really hard not to like get up and bash him upside the head. And, she's, and she says, you know, you, last time I was here, you were ready to marry me. And now you're singing a different song. And... I don't know who this is, but I don't like it. And you led me astray and you should be ashamed of yourself for doing that. You should have said, hey, Debbie, uh, don't pack up your entire life because that's what I did, Osama. You can't now send me home now and tell me to go home. And he's like, yeah, but that was on the internet. And, you know, I need to know you in reality. Now here, this is some of the same themes that we get in the 90 day fiance world, the younger generation truly feels that online is a separate, like Sims lifestyle. And the older generation, my generation and older, I think truly think that online is like a real place. I do. And I would get caught up like that too. Like, I don't think it's fake because we're just texting. I think I, it, I'm caught up in it. And it's the same thing with Ben and Mohagani, Mohagani. And there was like one other couple who did the same thing too, where it was an older man and a younger person or an older person and a younger person, like that, like 30 years age gap to where one person is like, I have been being truthful and honest with you. And the other person's like, this was just play play. 
Chris? I mean, in a way, I think that's also deep down what Jen is afraid of with Rishi. I think that Jen deep down is like, is this going to air? And is it going to look like I'm a crazy American woman who left her whole life to be with a young Indian man who is not only uh, not as serious about it than me, but also like low-key lied to me, made me feel like he was open and honest and it was totally chill for me to like come and be with his family. But not only that, his family doesn't know about me. I met them and they still can look me in the eye and be like, we're, we're finding an arranged marriage. None of them are like, maybe you, you know, I, no one, you know, I wonder if she sort of looking back, asked all those questions. Well, first of all, can we move on? Oh, uh, yeah. You have anything most more to say about Oshama and Debbie? No, I guess not. Cause I started okay. talking Yeah, No, I guess I don't. So then I was like, I don't know if you had more to say about them, yeah. but let's move on to Jen and Rishi. So as I was saying, you know, when going back in the episode two episodes ago, when Jen was able to like meet Rishi's mom and be like, so you're looking for mar- marriage as suitors for your, for Rishi. And what do you want? Like, you know, it was obviously so pointed and we were so like, Oh my God, stop asking. It's so cringy. But I wonder if her being like, well, who do you want in one? Was her sort of trying to test the waters of the, if they, who they had already met her. And obviously she's sitting there with their son to be like, well, as long as, they're in love and it's a beautiful kind woman who respects our family i mean you know we were open to but they didn't say that they were like well whatever religion we want kids we don't even think you're a possibility so we're not going to even discuss it yeah i i truly believe that it is really hard for an american woman to understand what she's getting into when it comes to that culture because i think and I'm, I'm going to say this only because this is my guessing, so maybe I'm not true. But I also think it's the fact that she's white, that like she probably isn't used to other cultures not wanting her, like, or family reasons why. Because in the States, like, people of color can date white, and it's very rare that that family would be like, uh-uh, except for like maybe some black families. But black families are the only person to be like you're marrying a white woman but like mostly the other cultures from my experiences they're like okay well you know at least they're not black so i think that she's probably like oh you don't accept me but then another layer and this is the one that's going to be really hard for me when i start to look my age is that i'm getting older and i cannot have kids as far as i know right so like or it's gonna be very difficult for me to have them so that truly shuts me down from a lot of men um in america but then to go to a place where they're blatantly like you can't bear us children get out of here or like we don't want that for our son whereas like yeah an american family might feel some kind of way but they're not only some families will be rude enough to say something like that but culturally it's not a it's not a need to have situation so i i really feel for her and what you just said because what if that's me one day? Like, what if I'm the old lady, like trying to like shack up with some man who makes me feel the best I've ever felt in my life, but my value to his family is diminished because I mean, but the truth is I, you know, I can clean. So I would take, I would take care of every single one of them folks. They would love me. 
No, I know. Listen, like Waz, like I listen, kids, schmids. But do you know 4 a.m. chai tea maker? 4 a.m. chai tea maker, honey, the best in the biz. 4 a.m. chai tea maker, fresh ginger coming right up. You know, she's braiding. Uh, you know, I know yeah. that. Uh, yeah, you know, I just so yeah, she she says so yeah, Jen says in this episode I don't want to be made to feel like a fool. Like I don't want to like, you know, and it's and it's in relationship to both women are wanting their dudes to say certain things. Well, I want to tell my family all about how my love for you has grown to the point we are going to shack up together and have our own household in this beautiful country that is my mother country where you will and I will join and be married and happily ever after and um, in our own place. But like, no, but none of these people can say that, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's just like, there's so many things that are, are at foot. So anyway, so Jen having learned all that and uh, wants Rishi like is putting Rishi's little toesies to the fire to be like, look, how long are you thinking that I'm going to wait around for you to tell your parents that you are engaged to me? And basically she gives him the out of the summer because Jen in her mind has the kind of tourism visa that kind of was like, who had that? I guess Jenny and Sumit had that where Jenny has to like leave. Doesn't Jenny have to leave the country every three months or something like that? Or yeah. And she was trying to go to Bangladesh or something at some point. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Now, I, we know, now listen, this whole time we've been wondering if Jen has ever watched Jenny Day Fiance with Jen and, Jenny and Sumit. So, like, maybe she has because she got a little confused, my love. Okay, so she thinks she has this kind of passport where she can do this. And obviously, Jen already lived in India from before because that's how she met Deer and, like, that's how they, she met Rishi. You know, like, she's not her first time in India. <laughs> but she's like, that visa is coming around and, like, you know, I'm going to make the decisions of, like, what this thing. And she's like, look, I moved here. This is to reach. She's like, like, I moved here and I give up everything. And you've literally given up nothing and told me that I had to like go into wife training. And now that I've done that, it was very nice to everyone involved. I'll tell you, Haha, not for me, not that one. So no, I'm not going to do it. Are you okay with that? And he, and I will tell you this right now, is 100% not okay with it. And he does every facial tick possible to let everyone know that this man is dying on the inside and won't just be truthful i mean at one point he's like look it is fine <laughs> or i'm just like you, your eyes aren't even open like it's just like he's like look at if she's looking into my eyes it'll give him away like i have never really like sh- you know super studied psychological giveaways of like people that are liars but i mean like you know eyes looking i think it's like not making eye contact shiftiness just like an uncomfortability like this man is sweating fucking buckets to be like yeah, it's totally okay. And my family will be okay if I don't live with them. And if they're not okay with it, I will absolutely take their side and just, I mean, take your side, (laughs) just take your, I will take your side and go against them easily. I will not even think twice about it. (laughs) It is because it is, it is, (laughs) it is 100% outside of the realm of what he knows life to be. That's what it is. It's not like he's like, okay, uh, it it would it would be like it would be like me telling my parents like, I'm gonna go live on the moon. I don't know how I'm gonna get there. I don't know how I'm gonna survive or breathe. What I'm gonna eat, but I'm I'm gonna go there because my lover wants to go there. You know what I mean? It's just like so foreign for him. Go. 
but also there's the component of that he's also stealing away her her his parents own ease and comfort because of so it's like it's like wa saying i'm gonna go to the moon like i just said go to the moon don't know how i'm gonna breathe whatever also i have to sell your house to pay for it so i'm gonna sell the house the house that you've called your home and you know like where you think you're gonna retire and all i'm gonna sell it and you do you with your life at this point i'm gonna take that money <laughs> go to the moon you know like it's also that it's fucking them over in a huge way and how they viewed their lives in the future so yeah. basically yeah so basically then she goes and she's like he you know i for some reason lies to her i don't he she's he's he doesn't know what to do in the moment he's there's cameras he's like of course this whole time we're like tell her no you know like whatever then she goes and is like oh also you like this thing where the visa are coming up so i'm just gonna have to like go talk to like you know my bros my lawyer bros honey and just like whatever so she goes to this like place I mean, these men are there and, you know, another thing where she, know, she walks in and thinks that Indian men are going to, like, fall on their knees, but whatever. <laughs> so she's like, hey, guys, <clears throat> I have my visa right here. And we're like, cool, bring up the visa. She brings out her phone. Already, like, weren't we all kind of like, oh, okay. And then she brings up her phone. She's like, yeah, I'm like, look at my visa. I was just wondering, um, it's like, whatever, this thing, this uh, email I got. But, like, I have to, like, leave maybe or something. Um, What's, like, the place I can go to that's, like, not America so I can just, like, hop in, hop out? And they're like okay let me look at this this visa right here and she's like yeah and they're like well this visa right here 100 percent says that like you cannot come back it's a single use visa she's like no they're like no open he like opens it up he like oh he like he like he's like i can't make it bigger because it's your phone and maybe you should like get some like fucking glasses girl but like no it says it right there and she's like Oh, but <laughs> isn't there something to be done? Like in her, her, it's wild. They are so like, bitch. We can't do anything fucking for you. Like you leave. Like they're like they're they're literally like this. You're so dumb that we are going to tell you it's better for everyone involved. We're going to tell you, but mostly India, for you to just go back. <laughs> they shun that bitch back to the u.s and she's like they're like where are you from first of all they're like we don't even care you could either be from australia you could be from england you could be from the states we can't even hear it that's how much we don't care about americans or foreigners okay number one number two she's like i'm from america and the way she says the ka on america is like now i notice that she goes up at the end of all of her sentence and holds it. And I hate her for it, but I love her in general. Okay. So then they're like, it'd be better for you to just go home. Like Anil, who is not the one she's talking to the most. Anil is the older one sitting behind the desk. And he looks like the Muppets that are in the opera booth at the top. <laughs> like he looks just like that. And um, she's like, inshallah, I can stay. And they're like, Oh, Arabic. Interesting. <laughs> You're in India. So interesting. You know, like maybe they're Muslim. Who knows? And so then um, they're like, when are you going to get married? And she's like, um, well, I don't know, because we're using this time to get to know each other. And and he, he's like, oh, this is the craziest American behavior. It's crazy that she came here and doesn't know when she's going to get married. Like if she had said that she was going to get married within like 20 to 15 days like maybe we'd be able to do something but go home we cannot change this situation <laughs> chris 
Yeah, you know, it was very interesting they brought the marriage thing because, you know, if this was a different couple, that would be the out. They would be like, oh, they don't have to get married. Well, you know, whatever. Like, but Jen doesn't doesn't have the audacity nor the the dumbness to think that that's a good option. She wonders for it, but and listen, it's a great option if we hadn't just gone through the first you know, seven episodes of the season to realize that his parents like, and him aren't and her aren't on the same page. Yep. Um, so basically from this information and her just realize like her not knowing something incredibly important, which, you know, I will just tell you this low key. If I was Jen, this is the moment of the whole season where I'd be like, Oh no, cringe. This is like my own, like either like extreme anxiety that, you know, adulthood is overwhelming or something that I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm on national television realizing that my visa that I've been looking at on my phone is like a single use visa. And I have all these people here. Like it's almost too much to comprehend. And like, wow, do you think that the production of nine day fiance knew that she had a single use visa that was about to expire? Like, because how do you plan production without knowing stuff like that? Well, I don't think that they did. I mean, because it did, unless they bought her ticket, but I don't know. I, I don't know anything about visas. The places that I go and I leave the country, I literally never think about getting a visa to those countries until like two days before I'm about to fly. Each time. Each time. London, when you and I went, I was like, oh my God, do I need a visa? I mean, and I, I, yeah, right? I didn't think I did, but I forget that there are countries where I would have to actually get a visa and it could take months or weeks to get it. And then you buy the ticket but my dumb American self buys a ticket, girl. And like even Costa Rica, it is we are post-COVID, but we're not not every place is post-COVID. And the last time I traveled in 2021, Canada was still really strict with it. So it's like I yeah, I, I can 100 percent see her just doing this and see production not even looking into it because really it just makes more fodder and more intrigue for their storylines. I, I just, in my heart of hearts, I think that the production must have known just because like, listen, I don't know about visas because I don't go to countries that I've had to got, get a visa. Like, you know, in this kind of situation, I have American privilege where you're right. Like I would have to like, I'd have to, I mean, I'd be like, oh, I have to get something to enter your land. You know, like I, and it's not so much that I think I'm so much better than all the lands. It's just that I, all the lands I've gone to has welcomed me in with my like Delta ticket, whatever, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, um, but. I definitely want to go to these countries. Like, what what if I wanted to go to Mauritius? Like, what if I wanted to go to Maldives? What was one? Mauritius. (laughs) Well, what if I wanted to go? Like, it's a tropical place. If let me let me look at that to make sure. What if I wanted to go to the Maldives? Let me just stick with that one because I know that's a tropical place. Like, would they would they require a visa for the Maldives? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I also think of them called the Maldives. I'm in like in a different reality where like everything you're saying to me sounds like you call it Maldives. Like... Oh, I don't know. I I've always said the Maldives, but you said Mauritius, and I don't know yeah. Mauritius, honey. Maybe it's not a tropical place. It's a place. It's an uh, yeah. It's an island nation in the Indian Ocean. It's a tropical place. Yeah, I want to go to Mauritius. It's beautiful. Um, well, you know, I'll go and we'll figure it out, you know, and like, and, and we'll get probably, here's the thing, it's not only that you have to get visas, sometimes you have to get mus- immunizations and mm-hmm. sometimes you can say the word. Yeah. So, yellow fever for like Africa. And I want to go there. And I fully see myself booking a trip to Accra and not looking up if I need to get fucking get the, the shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so 
going back to them. So then she has those case. So then after that meeting with uh, the lawyers, she, she then has another meeting with Rishi where she has to tell him what happened. She's like, hey, and they're getting ch- uh, chai. And they're getting chai. And it's chai. like, boom, 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 Yeah, street side chai. <laughs> Um, the guy behind them is wearing a full Will- Where's Waldo like outfit, um, and she's like, you know, she loves like a layered tank on top of like, you know, like loosey goosey pants. So she's like, remember I had that meeting with the, the lawyer, and I want to be like, did he know that or whatever? Because you just made it seem like I oh, have to like jump out for like two days and come back. Like, did you even tell him? What does he even know? And she's like, he's wearing like a head scar it's like a headpiece that like is engulfing this whole head it's like um i just had to buy one of those oh god it's like when you ski and you wear this mask up to there a gator he had like but he had pulled it behind him so all his hair is like at a gator so she's like i'm playing the sound effects of the city streets it was you did not notice it i noticed it so much that i was annoyed at production i was like move them inside anyways go ahead no, I mean, yeah, no, I guess not not that particularly over other ones, but God bless us. So she's like, uh, yeah, the meeting uh, meeting went quite different than I expected, had a very different outcome. And she's like, my visa is a single-use visa. And again, half of me is like, are any of them going to be like, well, there's one way around it. Get married. Oh, you sing it latest. Oh, but no one does. Like, no one, like, they, she pretty much is like, I have to leave and I'm going to leave. And I'm, let's just be honest, probably. He's like, not going to ever come back. She's like, I mean, it's leaning that way, you know, just because she's like embarrassed, which is the same thing that, like, you know, Debbie feels, which is like, I literally, seven episodes ago, seven episodes ago, I packed up my whole fucking life and was like, bye, bye, bye. And they're all like, this is the worst idea ever. And I was like, I don't care. Fuck you. Bye. See you never, you know, and then now they have to come back like prodigal daughters and prodigal aunts and prodigal mothers. Like, hi. Uh huh. Remember that time I wanted to go like see a place. And so I like went to go see a place, but I'm dancing that place down back. Whatever. Talk about it. You know, like both of them feel that way, which I get, you know, like, Again, there's a lot of moments like, you know, I, I, a would hate, I would hate that. And so any of these people for putting their lives on display, and I mean, also Nicole, who we'll get to like Nicole putting all this on display is actually incredibly brave. The only thing, again, I don't think is the bravest is Isabel putting her dad on display to, you know, to see what happens, except that I think that she already pre-talked to them and then that's why that's fine. Um, but basically, yeah, she's like, I'm Jen's like, I'm going to leave. I don't know if I'm going to ever come back. He's like, well, I would, you know, we, it was such a hard time before when we were in a long-term relationship. She's like, yeah. And yet, and yet when you finally got me here, you didn't get your shit in a row, did you? (laughs) I mean, she's crying. He's crying. They're in their love and they're sad. And it's like all of that. And she's like, I, she's like, I don't want to have to go home because now I made a fool of myself. Like she actually says that, like, you know, everyone's going to tell me, I told you so. And like, you know, it just it just sucks. And I feel like God is telling me that this is not the right thing and I should just pack up and go home. But I'm like, it is crazy that you didn't check your visa. It is crazy. Don't you have to apply for a visa and don't you have to tell them how long you want to stay? And like, it's just so it's just so wild that maybe they sent it back to her and said, you're approved. And then a small print for a single entry. Like, what did they say? And also, like, well, why don't you just stay illegally? Maybe I don't know because people stay in the States illegally all the time. But I'm like, are they going to find you? And if you get deported, what's going to happen? You're just going to go home. 
like, I guess I just don't, I, I don't have a like, I'm like, are you going to go to, she going to go to jail for a certain amount of time? Is that Maybe. what happens? Oh, okay. uh, that's my fear, honey. Like, you know, jo Joe Judice, I don't be put in like, you know, that immigration jail where Anna Delvey was too. Like, you know, and, and, and no, she has to get the hell out, honey. She knows she has to get the hell out. And when a lawyer that looks like that is like, get the hell out. Like I will listen. Absolutely, sir. You know, like the truth is though, like, yes, you're right. But the truth is, is like, where are they going to find her? Unless she breaks a law, she's like going to be fine. But I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's like this tear-filled moment where they're just both crying. And it's like, only if he were to just marry her, like he said he was going to do, then this would all be okay. And now she doesn't trust that he will, or she doesn't trust the situation is going to be right because she knows it's not. She knows that he's not going to be able to move them out immediately and leave his family to fend for themselves. Anyways, I that's all I have to say about them. But what do you have to say? All right, let's move on to Mahmoud and Nicole, which... I'm quite tired of talking about. I think the only thing that I want to say is that there is one thing that I appreciate about Islam is that from those that I've known, it is about the, the man needs to be the priesthood holder and needs to teach the woman, but he's got to teach the woman in a way that's inclusive and inviting and isn't crazy. And I think the one thing that I got from the conversation between Nicole, I mean, the uncle and Mahmoud is that they feel like Mahmoud is going about this all wrong, that he's trying to force things on her that he doesn't need to force on her. Um, but I think the reason why he's doing it is because she agreed to it and did it initially and now has backpedaled. It'd be one thing if she never put it on and he had to slowly convince her. And then she's like, oh, I, 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 Mahmoud needs to teach me how to pray. And when she said that, I said, you're not into this religion because if you were into this religion, you would learn how to pray. You don't need him to teach you how to do that. You don't want to do it. And you're saying you're having a crisis of faith because of Mahmoud. You're not having a crisis of faith because of Mahmoud. You're having a crisis of faith because you don't want to be bound to this religion. And that's a fair call out. But just say that. And that's all I have to say, Chris. That's absolutely true. So, you know, this picks up, obviously, on the heat of that last argument at the house, which is basically, you know, over the hijab or whatever i mean you know but they have to go they've been knowing they have to go to the uncle's house um because their uncle um a he runs like a fabric warehouse obviously uh, that's how we know and he can give them business advice because nicole and her like has been a fashion student before and like knows how to draw it and play that and she's she has a set of gifts and she has a niche that she wants to fill which is creating conservative clothes for women in the states and or islamic women anywhere and or religious women anywhere or anyone who wants to be modest and are conservatively dressed for any reason um in a cute way it's like what she's trying to do but they're always late they're always like they were late to like their meeting like she made them have with the friends like for some reason they're always late whether it's production or they just like don't know how to like you know do their time unless and i get that but you know they're obviously late now because they've been fighting so the mom comes in, honey, and the mom's like, hey, no, sorry. Oh, yeah, giving the phone. I was like, what was happening? Uh, and she's like, remember your, your uncle, you know, the one that raised you? The one that, 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 that when your dad left, I uh, had no man, and he's done everything for you, and you work there. So uh, he's been waiting seven hours for you, dumb 
kids to stop yelling at each other and she was in the bathroom for like five of those hours you know like she's like over it or whatever <laughs> there's so many good memes I, I posted one of um that woman on the phone uh the mother on the phone is basically like some you know being like who the hell is wait, I, I'll, i'm not gonna say it because it's, like, it's a tweet that won't work unless you uh read it but um you know every time the nicole like sees that woman i wonder if nicole's embarrassed for like having wasted all of their time which is honestly what it feels like it just it feels like he comes back he's like i don't want to fight with you she's like all right but you also are a game player and you told me to leave you know which is like listen i'm not gonna say that's wrong you know she's but you didn't leave so who's playing games now now you're gonna sit here and then like you know after he told you he doesn't want to fight you didn't leave so you didn't do that now you're gonna sit here and want to fight more it's like oh i hate this but anyway so she's like, I don't even want to go. And he's like, well, that's not a fucking option. You're in Egypt. We don't fuck over our family here. This person's been waiting for your what? Just give you advice for your dumb business idea? Get a grag on your head and let's go, bitch. But you know, whatever. That's not what's going to happen. I'm sorry. But you know, like, this is one whole thing which I don't quite understand. This whole thing becomes now like, well, I'm not wearing the hijab because I don't believe in it. I don't, I'm having a crisis of faith and I don't want to. And I'm like, okay, totally, totally. But right now you are in this person's home who is like a big deal in your family because you are married in this family. Okay. This is a, this is your, his grandmother. This is Mahmoud's grandmother, but you're in your uncle's home. That's his uncle's mom. If this person, and I said this, like, tells you to take off your shoes when you enter because in this person's home, you can't track your dirty street germs everywhere, you take off your shoes. If this person tells you, before we eat dinner, we wash our hands, like, um, people do the washing of the hands, uh, definitely if you are in Judaism, you know, like, if you were to sit down, uh, you know, like, you know, there's just, there are the customs that you do not because of what you believe but you are being hosted by someone in their home and it's incredibly uh rude and or incredibly i will say american to not understand that and to make it about yourself now having said that no one part of one eye is like nicole you know what a year ago, you said you were going to be this one religion. You better fucking for the rest of your life. Do it, bitch, and smile about it. It's like, no, the truth of the matter is we all know you made a mistake. You've been knowing you made a mistake. He knows he made a mistake, but he doesn't know what to do because you're here. You are 38, and you have to get yourself out of the situation just like you left, you know, Fountain and Gower, not nearly four, <laughs> four episodes ago. You know, like, it's crazy to me that she can be, that she doesn't understand as they're sitting there with these women in full things that like just put something over your head babe they're not even telling you to wear black and wear that whole thing my favorite part is yes this moment where they come in they show all their sketches and you know they're like this is what we want to do and they're like okay okay cool they're like oh great sketches bitch you know whatever they don't call her bitch but like you know i'm obviously getting i by the way i like nicole and i think nicole does have is neuro and i think nicole is neurodivergent so i do understand mm -hmm. that and i think that it's it reads as being incredibly ignorant but i think that's just someone who doesn't quite you know doesn't isn't maybe to have the same social wherewithals that mm -hmm. that I'm blessed with <laughs> and mm -hmm. that I have anxiety about because I think I always make like mistakes all the time. Anyway, um, well, what do you want to say about this situation and the grandma or 
no i I mean i have nothing else to say i think you touched on it like michelle said that she that michelle is on the spectrum too from bloody day fiance so michelle was saying that she could see some things in nicole that was that way and even the comment about nicole kind of turning into a robot at sometimes and like freezing and people thinking that she's like fake and then coming back to life you know um but yeah i i'm just i'm just kind of frustrated with her and it is it is a young person's folly that she is following and it is like leave this man alone and if he's pulling you towards him then i can see your confusion but you're too old to be making these choices you're just too old for it and you um yeah i mean they didn't like they felt like the clothes were a little too they weren't modest enough which shows how um conservative they are but they were like, it's a good start and we'll, we'll make this money off of these less modest women. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't understand why she just couldn't wear the hijab in that man's house. Like this, like they wouldn't even have that conversation without it. And, he, and Mahmoud thinks that they're about to read her her rights when they're like, why isn't she wearing it? And he's like, they want to know why. And then they're like, well, it's actually your fault that she's not into Islam as much as she needs to be. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to translate that. He says something also telling, he's like, so basically, you know, they also are like, well, she doesn't like, start with the praying, like she should, she should be praying. And she then is like, oh, good. Like, let's jump on that, you know, and not talk, jump up, uh, not talk about the clothing. So that's when she's like, well, and he has to help me learn. And we all are like, that you don't want to learn. Like, you're not, and also, let me just tell you, point a rug to Mecca five times a day. Get on your knees. Allah, Allah, Allah. That's what it is. Okay. So like, first of all, it's not that hard. Okay. So and not, I'm not, I mean, it's something like that. I mean, obviously it's not that I love you guys so much, but like, listen, it's not like it's that hard to find out there's YouTube. So, um, but you know, it does become this thing where he says, I don't want to tell her anything. Every time I try and tell her anything, she just yells at me and, and, and she gets upset or she just shuts down. She makes her not want to do it more. And he doesn't, of course, give her loving guidance. He doesn't even speak really like, you know, perfect English. So a lot of him like getting frustrated and anxious is just also because of the divide and the, in the, in the miscommunication. And what also he says is that it feels like he, he knows in his heart that she does not want to pray. So if he was to push her on it, it would be revealed how far away she is from his faith and how truly incompatible they are that's all i have to say yeah i think he wanted this blonde pixie woman for himself this fantasy and like just trying to make her fit into his mold and it's not working all right you guys well thank you so much this i i i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you guys right now just like where i am in my spirit i am so sleepy because i have been awake since two or 1 a.m as you guys know if you watch follow me on instagram but talking about this episode has revitalized me it was a really good episode I don't normally I'm like over things but every single couple I was like in it and feeling good so I'm back you know so I really I really enjoyed this episode and I think it's only going to get better I mean we saw the mid-season preview of like what else is coming for the next like seven or eight episodes who knows how long this is going to be and I mean we see that we see that Jamie was right and Chris does actually go home and then doesn't talk to her for an entire month. And we know they get married. So 
It's just crazy. So, anyways, we're we're up for some good stuff that's coming. And um, Chris, go I ahead. can't wait to see what they do for the. I can't wait to see what those guys do for the makeup. I mean, that's like that's the biggest part of the wedding I'm excited about. Anyway, if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, maybe while I was going to say that, let me tell you how. You can go to Instagram and you type in the word at. It's like a little like a sign that goes like a flippy flu. Have you seen it? And you put in Docu Sweeties, which is the name of the podcast you're listening to right now. And then you follow us and like every post, every post possible. Also, you can do the same thing on our Twitter. And there's a one at the end. On TikTok, we also exist. We'll do things there more as well. Now, let's just say you're like, you know what? I wish I had uh, listened to you, but also seen a close up of both of your faces the entire time I was listening to this podcast. Let's just say that you're like, I just want to see every poor. I'll pay $10 a month to see every poor. Wow. What would happen? You can do so on patreon.com slash docusweeties. You can see that I am breaking out literally all over my entire body, just like all the breakouts, even on my back. I don't know what's happening. Um, and that's $10 a month. And you get to see the visuals of what is ticking your, your eardrums at this moment. You also get the episode as soon as we record it. Um, so Patreon is about to get this in like the next five minutes. And um, we are going to be doing some extra stuff. I'm going to be putting some polls up on what you guys want to see first, what we should drop, all that stuff. So um, join us on Patreon. It is two Starbucks coffees a month. You know what I mean? Support your girls because um, we provide you this quality content and we would love for you to join our little community. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.